0: You're listening to The Dime Podcast, Business Simplified. Previously on The Dime Podcast, meet Joe. Joe is ready to try his hand at his entrepreneurial dream. He's going to open a coffee shop. Now how hard can it be? Brew coffee, sell it, bam, done. He's pretty sure that that's all there is to a successful business and money in his pocket. So he opens his shop, Cup of Joe clever, right? He's selling coffee for $1.50 a cup, and the business is going well. So well, in fact, that he determines he needs to hire someone to help him brew this coffee and keep it coming. And so he hires. But then he hits a bit of a cash flow crunch. The sales and cups of coffee go down, and Joe no longer has enough income to support that new hire. Now he's in a real pickle. Not only does Joe need to let go of the new hire, but he has to close the shop completely. But this independent coffee shop was Joe's dream. As he closes the doors, he's sure he was never made for owning his own business. He plummets into a deep depression, and he is institutionalized over the broken dream. Okay, maybe a little bit dramatic, but the scenario as a whole, it's not far from the truth. Joe's business failure is entirely avoidable and can start anew with a few basic logical questions to lay the building blocks for his business plan. Dime meets with people all the time who have experiences similar to Joe's. They had a big plan. It started strong, maybe even mushroomed with profits, and then it fell flat. We've also met with people who share Joe's dream of independence, of owning their own business, but they don't know where to start. Perhaps you fit somewhere on this spectrum. Maybe you've tried, it didn't go as planned, and you want to find the missing pieces before you try to build it again. Or maybe you haven't opened your doors for business just yet, and you'd like to know where to begin. Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Rob Lott, and on this episode of the Dime Podcast, Business Simplified, I sit down with Ben Habeck to discuss the five questions every entrepreneur needs to answer before they begin. Let's get to it. Welcome back everyone to the Dime Podcast, Business Simplified. So on last month's episode, we talked about kind of your business plan. What did you call it? The framework?
1: Yeah, the framework.
0: Building a business plan to start up your business. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of new businesses starting out into 2021. And uh, we've seen already a lot of new businesses start up in the year 2020 because people just didn't, they don't have a choice, you know, like people just need to figure it out. How can we start making some money doing our own thing? But at the same time, maybe you don't necessarily understand how to make the business actually work and run. Well, that is why the Dime Podcast is here. We're talking about five questions, five questions that we should go through. And and again, I'll give you these questions right up in the front and then we'll break them down and talk about the last two. And in the last episode, we talked about um, what are you going to do in your business plan as you're creating the framework? What are you going to do? And to get really, really specific, get as specific as possible as to what you're going to do. And if you have any questions on that, go back and listen again or listen for the first time to the last episode, most recent episode of the Dime Podcast, Business Simplified. And then question number two, how are you going to do it? Again, breaking it down into steps and being as specific as possible. And then question number three, who is going to do it? You are the first hire. You are the first employee, but you're going to need some help along the way. And so figuring out who is going to do it. If you are just starting in on this podcast, this episode, and you're starting here, this is, I think, where people want to start. They they ask that first question, what are you going to do? And then they jump to question four and question five. Question four, of course, is how much is it going to cost? And question five is how much are you going to charge? So again, going through, we, we have to get question number one, question number two, and question number three taken care of um, before we can get into question number four. So assuming that we've done that, now let's talk about how much is it going to cost?
1: So often, to your point, when people start a business or go off on their own, they make decisions on how much they're going to charge based upon what somebody's going to pay them or based upon what the industry charges. So we're going to charge $2 for a cup of coffee because that's what, that's what Starbucks charges. The problem is, if you don't know how much it costs you to make a cup of coffee, you have no idea how to determine what your profits are going to be. So before you determine how much you're going to charge somebody, you have to determine how much it costs you. So for some industries, this is really easy. Uh, using the, the coffee shop, shop example that we've been talking about, it's easy to think about the cup itself and the coffee and the creamer that would go in there and the person that's going to be making the cup of coffee and add all that up and here's how much it costs to make a cup of coffee. In the acting business or the consulting business, sometimes that's a lot harder to determine how much does it cost. But once you figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it and who's going to do it, you can sort of add all that up and figure out then how much it's going to cost. We talked before about finding the right people to sort of help you answer some of these questions. This would be a good time to find an accountant or somebody that's financially minded that could help you not just come up with a budget, but really do some cost analysis, you know, help you quantify all the little pieces and parts that are going to go into you doing what it is that you do. And then, you know, how much the people are going to cost and putting all that together and helping you sort of come up with a, a kind of a financial framework for what your cost is going to be. I I really don't think you should come up with anything about how much to charge until you come up with the cost.
0: Well, you know, Ben, I have a, I do have a personal example of this. And, and actually, I should say we have a personal example of this. <laughs> yeah. You called me up and you said, Hey, I want to get my podcast up and going again. And, uh, and, and, you know, I have my own podcast and I, I have a handful of other people that I help out with their podcasts. And you said, Could you help me out with this podcast and getting it up and going? And I said, sure. Yeah. Happy to do it. And Ben, you and I have known each other for a really long time. And so I was happy to get to kind of hang out with my buddy uh, again once a month and just chat about some things that are important to both of us. So I was, I was excited. Decided to do it and I wanted to do it. Um, and so it came around to you saying, okay, so how much do you charge for this? And I said, Ben, I, I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've never charged for this. I just always, just, uh, I just always wanted to help people. And, but at the same time, this is something that I'm good at. It's something, it's a talent that I have. It's a skill that I have and I'm happy to share it. And you, and you said, uh, well, Rob, you need to charge for it and I'm not going to allow you to do it without being paid for it. So, <laughs> so yeah, so you, you kind of walked me through how you landed onto a number that you felt was um, fair and appropriate for what was going on. And, and I'll tell you, you know, it was just something I had never thought about. So can you kind of walk everybody through the questions that you asked um, to get to my production cost of uh,
1: putting this podcast together every month? Yeah. So I I asked you a series of questions. My first thought was, how much time is it going to take Rob to do all this work for me? And so I just broke it down to us into a series of questions. And I said, okay, how much, how much time is it going to take you to prep for each one? How much time are we going to spend together recording? And then how much time are you going to spend editing and really producing it and publishing it or whatever it is you do on that side of things? And you gave me some numbers. Then I told you what I thought somebody in your industry should charge per hour. I think we talked a little bit about equipment and stuff like that, that you would need. And I don't know, we totaled it all up and we said, here's the number. This is what you should charge. $1 One million dollars per episode,
0: <laughs> and I'm so I'm so grateful that you said yes. That that seemed like that was an appropriate number. Uh, because since then, uh, I am actually recording this from our beachfront home in Maui, and so <laughs> this is really great. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go edit as I sit out on the front deck and listen to the waves crash.
1: Uh, <laughs> but but the point the point is that if if I had asked you that question. And you just simply said, "Oh, I charge five hundred dollars. it It would really be throwing a dart at the wall. Yeah, and now we know how much is is how much time is it taking Rob to do this? How much equipment does he need, et cetera. And so we've we've totally quantified it, and it should be profitable now for Rob to do this this work. And now Rob has a framework if it takes more time for him to do the work than what it originally or what we originally thought he can come back to me and say hey we originally projected x number of hours per podcast but it's really taken me y number of hours i need a little bit more money and so now we know and it's it's totally quantifiable and it's understood on both ends
0: yeah yeah and i'm again uh you know just you talked a little bit about at the time during that conversation you said rob i you know i have these conversations tens of hundreds of times a year. (laughs) And, you know, and you're just really used to talking about those numbers. And I know that for a lot of artists, especially that might be listening to this, a lot of brand new entrepreneurs, and you're going, I want to do the job. I don't want to price myself out, but I also don't want to undervalue the work that I'm doing. And so it's really good. Find somebody, you know, we had mentioned on the last episode about um, somebody who's a little ways in front of you, a mentor, somebody who is doing The work that you want to be doing to chat with them about this kind of stuff and say, what is the real deal cost? And if they're willing to, you know, to answer the question, what, what are people willing to pay for this? Um, if I know what I'm doing, what, what is my, what's a good starting out rate, uh, to know what those things are. And there's plenty of information available about making sure that you price yourself professionally, uh, to where you will be taken seriously and you'll be able to do the gig. You won't price yourself out, but you also won't be undervalued. There's a lot of stuff out there available for that, but it's, it's good to have a conversation. And I'm thankful, Ben, that you uh, had that conversation with me. Uh, because yeah, this is a, this is, this is a, a very worthwhile use of my time, Ben. So, thank you. Good, um, Good. So, let's see. All right. So, number five, the last question, number five, how much are you going to charge? How much are you going to charge? And, again, we talked about getting these questions out of order. People want to jump. You had said people want to jump to that. They want to answer question number one, and then they want to answer question number five. And if you mm-hmm. skip over two, three, and four, um, you're not going to have the framework that you need to be able to answer question number five. So if you're listening to this and you're jumping ahead and you just want to work on one and five, please go back and answer those middle questions as well. So Ben, talk to us a little bit about once those questions have been answered, one, two, and three, and four, What how do you, how do you answer question number five? How
1: much are you going to charge? Yeah. So once you know how much it's going to cost, then you can really simply determine how much do we need to charge. And the way you do that is you just say, what do I want my profit to be? If it costs me a dollar to make a cup of coffee and I want a 50% margin, I need to charge $2 to sell a cup of coffee. So so There's tons of information out there in almost every single industry that talks about market value and market rates and what you should charge and things like that. I think all of that stuff is probably good, useful stuff. You definitely don't want to price yourself out of the market. I have a hard time when, uh, for example, creative people come in and they say, oh, I want $10,000 to design you this brochure. Um, It's like, man, my my return on that brochure has to be so huge. It's just you've totally priced yourself out of the market. There are certain people that can probably charge that, but I can't afford it. So it's figuring out market-wise where you need to be so that you're a competitive price, but you also need to understand what your margins and what your profitability needs to be or what you want that to be. Um, Because typically for a lot of us, that profit that that gap between what it costs and what i charge is really frequently what the owner or what the entrepreneur ends up making that's their salary so especially if they're not doing the work if they're not making the coffee or you know working in the coffee shop every day or whatever their profit or their salary is that gap, that difference between what you charge and what it costs. And so you need to make that worth your while to own the company and take the risk and do all the work that you do for it. So again, I would say these last two questions, this is when you may want to hire an accountant or somebody that's you know financially minded that can help you think through some of these things. As we've talked in other podcasts, 50% Gross profit 15 percent net profit. So price your product at about 50 percent higher than what it costs you or a hundred percent higher than what it costs you so you have a 50 percent profit margin and then expect that of that 50 percent you'll make uh, after you cover all your overhead, you'll make you know 15 or 20 percent in your pocket. Ben, how do you feel about? I know the
0: answer to this, but I'm going to tee you up. How do you you feel about adjusting your pricing based on the client that would be hiring you?
1: Ooh, (laughs) you know my answer on that one? (laughs) Um, Overall, overall I know your answer on that one. I I like consistency. So I, I would say that you, well, I'll give you an example of how we do it. We have a calculator that essentially tells us how much we should charge this customer. And we ask a series of questions. When you plug in the answers, it spits out, this is what you should charge. So that's sort of the the median or the average that we should charge. We then have the highest fair price, is what I call it. And then we have the lowest fair price. And my thought is, that's our room for negotiations. So if the sales guy, for example, is spending a ton of time and it feels like, man, this is going to be a really high-maintenance customer or I'm not able to get (laughs) enough information to price it, we're going to charge it at that highest fair price. And I call it fair price because I don't want to overprice it just because I think I can and because I can make more money. I want to be totally fair about our pricing. The lowest fair price is, man, these people seem like they're going to be really easy to work with we're really going to enjoy it. They're fully engaged with us. It's fair to us on our side of things to charge them this low amount, but we don't want to inhibit our ability to be successful either. So we have to be fair to ourselves. So that's why I call it the lowest fair price and the highest fair price. And it's a very subjective process. And then we tell all of our customers, hey, we're going to get into this. We're going to get down the road. And if we have to charge a little bit more because we we didn't do a good job on the front end or we we found some surprises in the middle of this, then we may have to charge more. But also, if your organization shrinks or if things change, you sell off a business unit, something like that, we'll charge you less. And we do that. We increase people's fees just as frequently as we decrease people's fees. But consistency and a logical way of pricing it is most important, and then setting expectations that we may have to adjust the pricing down the road is really important, too. Well, and I think a
0: little ways down the road, um, again, this is a framework to get started, but once you've gotten started and once you've been doing this for a little while, it's really good, I think, to... Keep track of the work that you've done, how much you've charged for it. Was that good? Was it enough? Was it not enough? And uh, you know, talking about the fairness factor and everything that's involved with that. Um, but to keep track of those things and keep a, a list of it, so that when somebody calls and says, "Hey, I want to hire you to do this thing," um, you're not having to go back to back to the drawing board to figure out a proposal for them. You can you can already have a list of okay, here's my rates. Um, or, or here's how much it's going to cost for us to provide this service for you. And it's done and it's finished. Certainly, um, you know, potentially negotiable, but at the same time, it's done and it's finished. And, and that for me is something that has been helpful is just keep track of all of it because, uh, you know, people are going to call and they're going to want you to do the same work that you did for somebody else. And you don't want to have to go back to the drawing board every time to come up with a brand new number for them. Uh, based on that. But again, you
1: talk about consistency and I think keeping track of it is really helpful. And Rob, one thing I'll say, so you and I both learned this probably from from our good friend, Rich Barrett. When Rich gets quotes from people and tries to negotiate them down, if they negotiate them down, he doesn't want to do business with them. Mm. Why would you give me such a high number just because you, if you could do it for less, just because you thought you could get more money out of me? So I take that same philosophy when we price things. It's, I'm not going to overcharge just because I think we can. I'm going to charge you what I think is fair. So high amount, low amount, whatever. There's a, there's a little variation between that sort of middle of the road. This is what it could cost. And it's a little, little bit subjective, but I'm not going to charge people more than I than I should just because I think I can.
0: Well, and and with that goes, you know, in the negotiation, you're not just talking about price, but you're talking about the the end product that you're that you're giving, especially if it's giving ideas, if you're giving consultation, if you're giving processes, if you're, you know, all of that. If you if they want to negotiate down on price, that's fine. But the value that I bring is also going to change.
1: Yeah. And don't undervalue yourself. In the same way, you don't want to overvalue yourself. If you're, if you're brand new at this and you're just starting consulting and you're still trying to figure it out yourself, you can't charge those big 200 or $250 an hour numbers. So don't overvalue yourself, but also don't undervalue yourself. You need to make a living. You need to survive. If, if you're doing this, you're worth something. So don't undervalue yourself for sure.
0: Again, I think we're going to see a, a load of brand new businesses and we want to, we want to see some brand new energy being injected into, into the market. And, um, and so we're going to see a bunch of new businesses start up into 2021. And as 2020 comes to a close, we're going to see a whole bunch of stuff start up. And we love that. What we don't love is seeing them crash and burn. We don't love seeing them start off with a bang and then fizzle out. Um, and if you answer these questions, it's going to put you in a position to be better prepared to be successful. Um, again, it's a framework, a framework for the business plan. So once again, the questions are, what are you going to to do get really specific with that. How are you going to do it? Break it down into steps again, getting as specific as possible. Who is going to do it? How much is it going to cost? And how much are you going to charge? If you answer those questions and get as specific as possible, th- you're not going to be faced with too many surprises.
1: Am I right, Ben? You're right. I'll give you my final thought on this too. When, when I first started my company 13 years ago, I answered these questions and I came up with this amazing little framework and I was so proud of it. <laughs> and I projected out what my revenue was gonna be in five years. So five years after I started, this is what I wanted my revenue to be. And I was very specific. I wanted this number of customers in this specific industry at this specific dollar per customer. Here's what I'm gonna be. And funny thing my revenue five years into my business was almost within like oh, uh, just under $2,000. I was that close to what my total revenue was five years later. Wow. But I was like 98% wrong with my customer base, who my customers were, and what I was expecting to charge them. <laughs> so that's why I call it a framework. What we did from year one to year five changed very dramatically and uh the framework allowed me to change and I follow the same process every time we made a change we answer the question how are we gonna do it who are we gonna or who is gonna do it how much is it gonna cost and what do we charge for that and my revenues the numbers the the profits all of that along the way it was so so close to what I had originally projected but it was completely different way of getting there so it's a framework. Fantastic thanks Ben Thanks, Rob. This has been a creation of Blue Trumpet Creative.